Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, here we go. All right, ready? Yes. Okay. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Um, I'm here today on a special day. Today's my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And Jonetta knows that because she just took me to breakfast and treated me. That's right. It's a yearly tradition. It is. Yeah, that's what we do on my birthday. And we went to the diner in Norman, which uh, has evening hours now on, what'd you say, Thursday and Friday? I think it said Thursday and Friday on the, do- on the door uh, 5 to 10, which, which is, is crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome because that is the one thing that I have always wished they had was like evening hours because yeah. sometimes I'll be like, I really want an agarito, but it's nighttime and right. Yeah, because usually one they of the reasons I two. love Perry's. Mm-hmm. You know, Perry's twenty four like hours, twenty four hours, and it's one yeah. of my favorite dive diners. Oh yeah, so good, so good. Dive diners, they're the best. They oh, are they're the, the best. best. I need that diner sludge coffee. That's right. Oh girl. And then we went to Dunkin' Donuts and got donuts because it's my birthday and I wanted donuts. So right. yeah. So yeah. Um, Anyway, I wanted to take a minute to thank the people that have purchased the hard copy, like the paperback copy of the Irioki short reads, because I am very like blown away by how many people have bought it. I'm very touched and like it's awesome though, and, thank and you. the stories are all really good. Thank you. So they're getting a great deal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you hear that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I actually got a message from one of the listeners who um, I consider a friend, and she said that. She had gotten out of the habit of reading and this mm-hmm. kind of helped her get back into it. And like she read it in a couple nights and she really enjoyed it and messaged me after she finished each story. And that was really, really special to me. So that That's was cool. That was very cool. So, yeah. So I'm I'm very, very excited by that. And um, so we're back today to talk Joe Exotic again. And today I will sound way less hick than I sounded last time. No, you never, you never. <laughs> no, sound I like do, a hick. I do. You don't. I was, I was watching The Innocent Man last time, and they're all from Ada, and you know, small town Oklahoma, and we have an accent. Yeah, and uh, I know it comes out of me. <laughs> it can, mine gets stronger with um, in direct proportion to how much I've had to drink and how many members Girl. of my family I'm around. Girl, same. Like, like uh, certain members of like Dave's family, mm-hmm. when I'm with them, oh, Bring it, it comes out. out. It yeah. comes out strong. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, okay. Like, whoa. And then like, and David can always tell when I've talked to like my dad, because you know mm-hmm. my dad's Mexican. And he goes, because you get that, you get that Chicana, that Chicana uh, vibe going. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's um, funny. Isn't that weird how it can like influence our speech pattern to well, her when I went back stuff. east with my grandma mm-hmm. um you know because she's from New York mm-hmm. uh it was so funny because her the first time I'd ever went her brother looked at her and he goes are you sure she ain't a yank yeah and I was like not from here I'm just kind of a chameleon it happens yeah I sound like who I'm with it's oh weird. yeah yeah 
I totally totally get that. I'm glad it's not just me. No, it's not. <laughs> I think that's really common. I think a lot of people experience that. So, um, Joe Exotic. So, two weeks ago, we mentioned that um, the GW Animal Park was 16 acres. Yep. So, to give you, like, that is, like, three times what where we're at right now is. Mm-hmm. So, and then a thousand animals. Mm-hmm. And that's that. way too many. That's crazy. In that especially for giant cats oh yeah big wild animals like i mean even that's my grandpa had about 20 acres i think and at the height of that i think they had maybe 30 horses on that Mm -hmm. at like one time and that seemed like a A lot lot. Yeah. yeah like that seemed so i mean that's just crazy to think about but um so in 2006, there were over 1,000 animals at the GW Exotic Animal Park. Um, these animals included tigers, of which, how many do you think there were of just the tigers? Ten. Over 100. Jesus Christ. That's insane. That is insane. That's insane. Because tigers are so territorial and they need a lot of yeah, space to it's just It's just cruel. Like It is cruel. Yeah. So there were tigers, lions, chimps, leopards, baboons, alligators, and apparently, like, um, some other small reptiles, like, I'm thinking probably mm-hmm. snakes and, like, right, lizards of different right. kinds. Probably not living in great conditions either. Um, probably so, not. Probably yeah. extremely small cages. Yeah. So, to give you an idea <clears throat> of, like, so, like, we're comparing the size of this to, like, the Oklahoma City Zoo. Or, um, actually, okay, so the Dallas Zoo is 106 acres. Is that so bigger than ours? I think it's slightly smaller. I think ours is a little bit bigger than that. I think ours was, what, 116? I think said? so, I or 113 remember. or something like that. It's, it's, been, it's it, been two weeks. They're very comparable, the Dallas Zoo and Oklahoma City Zoo, and, like, it's just crazy, the amount of animals. But, and anyway, the OKC Zoo, like, according to Wikipedia, there are about um, a million visitors a year. Okay, which is really that. really good yeah i can believe that and i think that there was even an article recently about um i think they had like a record-breaking day of attendance or something like that mm-hmm. recently probably one of their free days something like that they and, okay uh, it was a huge amount of people it was crazy oh yeah they always park at fucking remington park yeah that's how you know like if remington park is full like starts getting full you're like that's zoo traffic can't go to the zoo today. To, do you remember that day that we were gonna go to the zoo and then we yeah. were like nope we're going to the omniplex we went to we went yeah. to the omniplex instead yeah. or the science museum as omniplex. we call it now yeah omniplex. but it's the omniplex it's always gonna be it's always the gonna omniplex. be the omniplex to our yeah. generation that's right um so my kids call it the science museum so oh those little traitors oh my god <laughs> i like, can't believe it doesn't them say omniplex what are you talking about that is not <laughs> Not, that's uncalled for i don't like i feel i feel we feel old no. yeah yeah so um so like at one million visitors it's like eleven dollars to get in so like eleven million dollars and a year. our zoo is actually extremely cheap to get into they yeah. just raised the prices and it went up a yeah. dollar so it's mm-hmm. like twelve dollars to get in which mm-hmm. is nothing yeah like if you think about it oh yeah because like because isn't other places i think the that, aquarium in tulsa mm-hmm. it's almost as cheap to buy a pass like a season mm-hmm. pass than to go just once that's like crazy. if you go as like a big group yeah um, if you're just going by yourself, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that the Dallas Zoo is like um, 20 something to get yeah, in. I and I'm that. just like, that's outright. And mm-hmm. you have to pay to park. You don't have to pay to park at our, uh, yeah. at our zoo, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so estimation at the height of the GW exotic animal park, how much do you think that they brought in in one year? Oh God. Like money wise. Yeah. I would say five mil. No, 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 no. Think, think, think. Okay. So like it's uh, 16 acres in comparison to like over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean people? How many people they no, brought in? No, how much money? How much money they brought in? Uh, 
I don't know. I'd say close to a million. Half a million. Half a million. Half a million. Okay. Most of that came in donations, though, which okay. uh, kind of made me like, I, I kind of, I was thinking about that and I was thinking who was donating to it and how much did they know was going into the thing. Well, exactly. I, I mean, I think for a lot of people who have an excessive amount of wealth, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know because I'm not excessively wealthy. But I think Same. there are a lot of people that, especially like if you're born into money, mm-hmm. I watched this really cool documentary. Hold on, I'm going to take off my hoodie. Okay. Getting warm. Yeah, okay, it is um, warm. I watched this documentary by um, Jude Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jude Johnson. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I love him now. I loved the documentary whenever yeah. I watched it. Um, he had two different ones. Um, one of them was about the 1%. And one of them was whenever he was like 18 and he was about to inherit unimaginable wealth. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed a lot of people that he grew up with yeah. that were unimaginably wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the kids he interviewed was a Carnegie mm-hmm. and like went to like time or like to the... Um, Went to, like, the big train station. Which one is that? Grand Central. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of it off the top of my head. Goes to Grand Central, and his uncle said, look around you. Everything in this room we own. And he was, like, a little kid. And they That's were all They were all about. talking about how um, inherited money, mm-hmm. like, it, like, and I know it's so easy to laugh and be like, oh, it's such a joke that you are poor little rich girl, poor yeah. little rich boy with all your problems. But really and truly... You got to imagine how huge imposter syndrome is for people who are in this massive shadow and all they have is drugs, which are come to them so easily because Mm -hmm. they have endless amounts of wealth and people want to be friends with them. Um, And then they also have, they have drugs and they have donations. Mm -hmm. Like what makes you feel like you're doing good? Exactly. And that's kind of what I think it is, is that there are a lot of people who have unattainable amounts of wealth at their disposal Mm -hmm. and they see something and they're like, oh, I want to help this. I want to help this. And I feel like for a lot of people who might have that kind of money, donate to things like that and don't really look into what they're doing. I think that's probably true. I think that's really, really true. And what I was, where I was going with it was a little bit less serious because I was thinking, no, 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 (laughs) no. I liked your point. Like, I really like that. And I love that documentary. But uh, I was thinking, like, what if there are all these, like, filthy rich people that are, like, involved in this, like, black market tiger circuit? And that's who's donating to it. That I could also believe. I mean, I think it just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, we don't have access to those records. Usually donations are very private things. I mean, unless... Unless it's political. Unless it's political Mm -hmm. or... um, or people boast about it, like, yeah. hey, this is what our foundation mm-hmm. is doing. This is what the money you donate to us goes to. Um, like, I just got an, an invitation from the Oklahoma City Museum of Art to come to their grand reopening or whatever it is. And uh, there was a donation on there that someone had made anonymously. It was, like, one of the big donors. And so, right, so right. you can definitely do that. Right. But um, and I think a lot of people do enjoy donating anonymously to things mm-hmm. that they enjoy. Like, whenever it's not... Because I think at that point, it's like an internal thing. It's like, this makes me feel good. Yeah. This makes me feel like I'm helping. Yeah. So black market tiger circuit, maybe it was going on, maybe not. I don't know. But um, so along with the zoo, Joe was like building a name for himself, like an empire, media empire, basically. Oh, I believe it. So he also had a bar down the road called the Safari Bar. And I think I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Later on, he opened up a place, a pizza joint called oh. Zooters. <laughs> what? 
oh zooters. Oh my god, why? Yes. Yeah, and you know what? Zooters. I, so oh we're like the we're the fucking like zoo animals out with their nips out. Like I what was, is happening? What I was hoping was that ostriches were like serving the food in like bikinis or something <laughs> like that. Like oh I don't god. know. I don't know, but that was what came to my uh, absurd that imagination. That would be like a furry dream. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That was yeah, okay. it was it, it, I don't no know. No offense zooters. if you're a furry, but yeah. zooters. that's a subset I don't get, but that's okay. So um <clears throat> Zooters. Basically Jesus. he's he's in the process of carving out a name for himself, building an empire on the backs of inbred tigers. <laughs> so oh, God. Um, in 2006, things are going really well. This is the year he makes a half a million dollars at the zoo. Mm-hmm. This is about the time that the U.S. Department of Agriculture steps in. <laughs> Probably for the best. Oh, yeah. So PETA got a hold of some yeah. footage, which, like, PETA is not always great, but, like, sometimes yeah, they I do. Yeah, I, I have a lot of issues with PETA, yeah. as I'm sure people know, yes, because, yeah. because I don't have an opinion on anything, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely have zero opinion um, expressed on thoughts <laughs> on Peta, yeah or yeah anything yeah. um so anyway in the footage uh according to this article from texas monthly that we are getting a lot of this information from there is a quote about the footage it says employees were discussing irregular feeding schedules swatting animals and in one case striking a tiger with the butt of a rifle which is like okay you don't prod a bear with a cattle prod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even if they're heavily inbred and probably, like, sickly tigers, mm-hmm. they're still a fucking tiger. Yeah. They still have teeth that will yeah. rip your throat out. Yeah. And, like, you don't... You don't handle an already aggressive, untamable animal with tendons... With, mm-hmm. like, handling that will make them even more aggressive. Right. And I think that you don't handle these animals unless you have trained yeah how to handle them and like the people at the zoo like yeah who yeah study who go and, in yeah. yeah like who go in and like clean up the cages mm-hmm. sometimes with the animals in there yeah you know or go and do the feedings but even they know have extensive extensive knowledge of what to do and what not to do uh, right and, and what and to even do in they the know event. that it is dangerous mm-hmm. every time that they do that yeah like exactly. they they know that there is a possibility that they are going to get hurt yeah and i think that if you take people into like that's kind of why I'm a little bit weird about some rescues because mm-hmm. like especially with exotic animals like oh, yeah, I never yeah, yeah, yeah. went to it's the sketchy. to the gate to the to the GW whatever because I was like mm, that just sounds sketch to me mm-hmm. like I had seen um Groupon used to run yeah. a Groupon on them all the time and I was just like mm. I saw a comment on Reddit back when I was first <laughs> researching this that apparently um okay so this is kind of a side side trip but uh so we like the side trips. Yeah. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with like the Oklahoma kangaroo. <laughs> like, yes. The okay. kangaroo hunt. So there are uh, some kangaroos in Oklahoma. Um, and probably were owned privately and released. Escaped. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, there's something called the, the phantom kangaroo phenomenon, which is, it's like basically when you see an animal in an area where you should not see that animal. And so you think, I could not have actually seen that. You think, goddamn, what am I tripping on? Exactly. Like, so it's like the phantom kangaroo phenomenon. It's like, I, I just saw a kangaroo hopping across the street in Oklahoma City. I am losing my mind. Like, right. That kind of right. thing. Because it's, it's like, so out I need of place. To get, I need to get my meds adjusted so, yeah. because something is happening. Yeah. Here. So there, there's actually a clip that was played by one of the Tulsa news stations um, of a kangaroo hopping across a field. I think some guys were like hunting and the guy was like, 
that is that's a kangaroo like and so he got <laughs> out like, his we're phone in, yeah we're in oklahoma yeah. that is a kangaroo yeah that's not that's not supposed to that's be not here normal that is, <laughs> this is not normal yeah this is not australia yeah so. <laughs> so anyway like the kangaroos apparently there was this comment on reddit that joe exotic used to lead um kangaroo hunts in shawnee not shocked which i'm guessing these are not like rifle shoot 'em up hunts but more like let's go spot the kangaroo but i just think i just find that so fascinating but anyway so PETA also lodged a claim that the zoo was quote churning out litters of tigers lions bears and other exotic animals they ligers yeah they went on to assert that some of these animals were deformed due to such heavy inbreeding and quote inadequate nutrition for the mother during pregnancy which I don't doubt at all. I don't doubt that. Nope. Yeah. So the Fed stepped in and they suspended his license um, for a whopping two weeks and slapped what? him on the wrist with a $25,000 fine. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Which is not enough to don't stop what's going on there. Crowd? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red tape. Gotta love it. So around this time, right at the end of the last episode, we mentioned Carol Baskin. So it's around this time that like other big cat people are kind of starting to notice Joe and right. like what he's doing kind of take an interest and be like is this legitimate what's going on right so anyway Carol Baskin this I can imagine that that's a really big like industry group, yeah an exactly. industry of people being yeah. like hey we got to save these cats probably if you are in that group you know everybody else that's in that group. right right yeah. it's it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like whenever I started the podcast and I was like hey I'm gonna talk about spooky stuff in Oklahoma there's like a very small community of people involved in all of that so like everybody kind of knows each other kind of a thing so it is cool but but it's a a small pond exactly it's a small pond yeah like there's not very many people so you know everybody so i imagine a lot of people knew what was going on and kind of had some concerns but anyway so carol baskin her start in the big cat rescue advocation kind of stuff is interesting so she had a husband named lewis and they were at an auction one day I don't know what kind of auction this was, but <laughs> probably an underground one. Probably. <clears throat> so somebody brings up onto the auction block, a Bobcat. Oh, and this guy behind her starts talking about how he is going to buy this cat. And as soon as he gets it, he's going to like take it out in the parking lot, club it over the head because he wants to kill it and stuff it because of it's he such does. a beautiful specimen. So because, Carol, because he's such a man, he yes. has to take this poor sad cat mm-hmm. and kill it basically like shooting a fish in a barrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like canned yeah. hunts. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he uh he says all this Carol Baskin sitting there and she's like, "Oh my god, this is awful. Like how could he want to kill this beautiful animal?" Like, you know, mm-hmm. she's very horrified by this. And so she looks at her husband and she's like, "We're going to buy that bobcat." And, and they're we're not gonna, even endangered, right? Right, right. No, 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 are no, pretty, no, pretty no. common. So they're, um, but apparently they are bred on the black market for fur. That's uh, that's something I found out about a lot of this. That is a lot does of, not yeah. shock me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these animals that are bred, the exotic animals, are bred specifically to be slaughtered for their fur, which yeah. is so sad. But anyway, which is not shocking. So that's what this bobcat's fate was going to be. But then Lewis and Carol stepped in. They bought the bobcat. They took it home. And very quickly realized that bobcats do not make good house pets. Shocker. Yeah. And so their solution to that, the destructive nature of this bobcat, was to get it a friend. No. 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 So it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. God. They find a guy who is breeding bobcats and they're like, okay, this is great. We're going to go up to Minnesota. We're going to buy another bobcat for our bobcat who is named Winsong to have a friend. So they go up to Minnesota and he takes them out back to see like 
all the bobcats so I guess that they can pick their baby or whatever. Good lord. And they get out there and it is disgusting, deplorable conditions. Shocker. So they do what any rational person would do. They buy all 58 bobcats and take them home to Florida. What the fuck? Right? Oh right, my right, God. right? Like, uh, so no, that no, no, is no, no, no. that is how her big cat rescue foundation was born. Yeah. Okay. So um, and she's. I mean, I admire that she's like, hey, these bobcats are all, like living yeah. in these deplorable conditions. That's admirable. I I want to save them, but also let's not take them to Florida. Let's, right. Maybe we should buy them and release them into the wild or something. Well, I well, think that again, I, I think they, they can't probably be, can't yeah. because they've been domesticated. Well, which, not really domesticated, but just kind of like they aren't equipped with what they need to well, survive in the wild. Well, yeah. I mean, cause not necessarily like true domestication mm. cause you can't actually domesticate a wild animal, mm. but you can make it dependent upon you. Yes, exactly. So they wouldn't know how to hunt really because they've been separated from mm-hmm. the wildlife. So this sort of spawned her creation of the website, 911animalabuse.com. And basically okay. it would be a, um, it became a place where she compiled reports about big cat slash exotic animal rescue places that uh-huh. were not all that they seemed. Oh. So she would kind of like, it was kind of like the, you know, that guy that I sent you the thing about the weights list guy who is like outing child predators. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like that, okay. but like big cat breeders who are not. These are the heroes that don't wear capes. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like, she, so this pretty much puts a big target on her back. Right. Within oh, this community. Yeah. So this, so she was not, she was not like. Especially because you know that these people are making their money. Oh by yeah. making furs. You threaten someone's livelihood. And, and especially they're already doing shit that's shady as fuck. Exactly. So you're going to get murdered. Right. Like what's going to prevent them from. Yeah. Killing you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, these are probably people that have extensive like Rolodexes of black market like services. You yeah, know? no kidding. So, <laughs> like, hey, we are we are in with these people. We have hitmen. Yeah. Like, which it's hitman cool. is free this week? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, um, so anyway, Jesus, this is kind of where things get a little bit weird. Like Carol Baskin, so Lewis disappeared in 1997. Her husband, husband. yes, he disappeared, never seen nor heard from again. Did he get eaten by her cats? That is what People Magazine alleged. Oh, my God. So they wrote kind of a nasty article that um, hinted that she might have fed him to the cats. And um, why? What would be her motive? Right. I don't know. know. People Magazine. I don't know. Nothing was ever proven. She was never Well, and People Magazine is like star. Yeah. You know, Mm. and uh, the National Enquirer. They're not the greatest levels of fucking journalism. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so a lot anyway, of speculation, very little, very little evidence. Yeah. Like I said, she had a pretty big target on her back and it should be noted that she dealt with retaliation quite a bit, like from mm-hmm. people, like we were saying, like in this industry or not, who she's impeding their ability to make money off of these illegal things. Um, so like one time I think she opened her mailbox and there were like snakes in it. Good Christ. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So like, and I think that she was involved in a couple of like altercations or in parking lots or something like that where people approached her, stuff like that. So anyway, um, so I imagine that like what came next with Joe Exotic didn't super shock her. Like I imagine oh, I she doubt was, was kind of like expecting this, yeah. not expecting it, but. Well, I mean, have you seen the guy? He looks a little unhinged. Yeah, a little. No yeah. offense. No offense. But he does. Yeah. So this is kind of where they 
come to blows eventually. Oh my god, my mind just went completely blank. I, on see, what I watched word. it. I Did you see it happen? Yeah, Did you I see like everything grind funny. to a halt? You were like, I'm saying this, and then it went blank. <laughs> yeah, it went completely. Okay, so this is the first place where they like have words with each other. So okay. uh, her big cat rescue was called, and they weren't business partners. No, correct? no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. For some no. reason, okay, I this was is led why to this believe... is why you think they were. I'll okay. tell you right now. So sh- her rescue was called Big Cat Rescue. And she had, like, copyrighted, copyrighted or trademarked that, like, name. Okay. So she had the legal rights to use that. And he was using it? Well, so she starts getting these calls from people. And they're like, why are you saying that you're, like, this 911 animal abuse person when your company is running these road shows where people can pay to pet tiger cubs? Oh. And she's, and like, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah my we don't do that like she's, she's like, like step off we are not abusing the animal exactly what's going yeah, on she's here? like so what is going on so she starts looking into it turns out joe is running a road show <laughs> called big cat rescue where he is allowing people to pay money to pet tiger cubs and she is like i think he'd also let you take pictures with them because pretty sure, i want to yeah. say that like my sister-in-law years and years and years ago whenever I think it was about 2007 mm-hmm. um, because my daughter was heyday. about a year old. Yeah. yeah. And I was about to have my other kid, I think. And mm-hmm. um, she uh, she was with this guy and they had gone out there and mm-hmm. um, she got to pose with like a little white baby tiger. I believe it. Yeah. And it was cute. Sure. But I was like, they let you play with a baby tiger. Right. Like, yeah. don't they eat their young yeah. if you touch them? Like, yeah. I, I did. I don't know. Like, because. Tigers are not my forte, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't claim to be a tiger, tigerologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not what I went to school for. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not my future plans. So Carol, when she finds out he's been using this uh, name of hers, she says, okay, no more. And she sues him in 2011. Fucking good for her. Rightfully so. And right. this is where the feud starts. <laughs> so I want to also take a moment to add that initially when I was going to record this podcast, Jay was going to talk to me and he did sit down with me. I was having a really bad day. I did not do a good job in my hosting abilities or any of that. But one of the stories that he told me, so Jay is in like video and graphic stuff. Okay. Jay Sheldon, who was on this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, I've heard you talk about him. So back years ago, he was getting started in like freelance work and stuff like that. And he was really looking for something like really like not desperate for work. But, you know, when you're first getting started in anything creative, you need need something to help. Yes, you you need need an in. So he's like looking for work online and he almost took a job. For Joe Exotic? Working in the television studio for Joe Exotic. Oh, my Christ. And he was like, I kind of wish I had. <laughs> like, no I kind kidding. Of, we yeah. could have had some inside oh, yeah, scoops yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Jay. Yeah. Jesus. So, oh, well. So, anyway, um, most of you know that Joe had, like, a YouTube channel, and he also had, like, JoeExoticTV.com Can or something like that. Can you still see his videos? I'm not sure. Or did they know. take them down because he's been know. arrested? I haven't. I haven't like, I used to watch him all the time. Like there was a period of time where he was uh, hell bent on becoming a country music star. 
There was also a period of time where he was hell-bent on becoming mayor of our fucking state or governor. Governor. No, governor. And sorry, president of the country. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and I told you, you know, yeah. I seen him in Norman and yeah. he was. Giving out condoms. He's something else. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh my God. Yeah. He's something else. All and right. he had his tiger in a cage, his menagerie mm. with him. And yeah. Like in the back of a truck. And I was just like this. And I was drunk. So crazy. I was like, yeah. what the fuck am I seeing? Am yeah. I imagining this? <laughs> Or is this real, <laughs> Joey? It's the Phantom Joe Exotic yes. phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, he can't he believe it's real. He was my kangaroo. Okay? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, he he was operating this YouTube channel and like JoeExoticTV.com for a while, and uh, one of his favorite things to do on there became ranting about Carol Baskin. Good fucking god! And so, like, um, he's ranting and raving. She's taking note of what he's saying, like, kind of keeping an eye on him, um, and then. The media, the local media here in Oklahoma, got wind of a comment that he left on an article on their website about her. So he commented back. Oh, Lord. His comment (laughs) says, this has got a lot of grammar errors, but bear with me. Shocker. So, dear Carol Baskin, you should watch my show this Tuesday as it is going to be about your backyard zoo and why you have not found your husband's body. The next time you step foot in my business, you better run and hide real far and fast. And this is a promise to you for Christmas. You want to take this BS to the next level. Let's play. See if you're up to it. You don't know just how crazy I can be. Okay. That is an out and out threat right like that is that isn't even subtle right okay like, it gets better it gets better someone, yeah it's subtle right because look, yeah i don't want to go to prison and you don't put it in writing on the internet on a fucking news site exactly okay? yeah fyi yeah on a news site okay so let's back up for a moment and remember how i said that one of the most interesting compelling parts of the story was like his romantic relationships because yes. there's lots of drama going right, on. Right, right. Like whenever he he um you know threatened the guy. Exactly. And yes. This and is, JC this is was your like, name. I want out. Yeah, yeah, this is your name on this meat that yes. I'm feeding to a tiger. Exactly. Because something is clearly wrong with yeah. him. He's unhinged. This needs to be a lifetime movie. Like I'm telling you, it will never be a lifetime movie, but it needs to be. I mean, uh hello, there have been some pretty shitty lifetime movies made about some pretty shitty things. That's true. So I even make one about like Scott peterson i believe they did and they they also made one about the madam of new orleans okay they should make a joe exotic lifetime movie i feel like this is prime lifetime material it is yeah it is it's It's got it all it's got it all romance drama sex death death, yeah suicide everything yeah and so people could totally cheese it up oh yeah and it'd be great yeah so okay so his romantic relationships so remember jc left He's still with the young guy named John Finley, who who's came, like 20, right? Yeah, he's like 19, 20. Oh I don't know how, how much older he would be at this time, but a little bit older, maybe like 25, 26, 27, somewhere in there. So anyway, um, enter Travis Maldonado in 2013. And he's young, just like the other guys. He, Shocker. He, it seems that he was having some drug problems wherever he was from. And he had like a friend who was working at the zoo that was like, come on down. This will be a good place for you to get your head clear. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get you involved with Joe (laughs) fucking exotic. That'll get you fucking clear off the drugs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway, he gets there. um, Almost immediately, he and Joe hit it off. And then, like, within a very, very short amount of time, John Finley, Joe Exotic, and Travis Maldonado are married in a three-way ceremony. 
at a dance hall across the street from the safari park. I have no problem with people marrying people they love. No. Like that's, but like, I, I, I don't know. I can't be in a three person relationship. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's too many people. It's too many people. And, two and people I is know, almost too many people. Two people is too many people yeah. sometimes. I'm like, I can't even, like, there are times when I'm like, look, mm. man, I got the one husband. You think I want another one? Right. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Because that's more people to, you know, take care of. Yeah. And yes, to take care of you, mm. but it just seems... Uh, and obviously, not with, like, super young people. Right. Like, and you have to also think that this is very, like... At this time, I don't think gay marriage was legal yet. Uh, in 2013? 2013, 2014? I don't think so. I don't think so, because I think later on, he and Maldonado got legally married. Was I... I think um, it was 24 15? Maybe yeah, somewhere in there. Um, so anyway, like they, the three of them got married in this like three way situation kind of thing. And shortly after that, surprise, surprise, John Finley had had enough. <laughs> Shocker. Like he was, he, um, I think it was a situation that was very similar to JC Hartpence. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he kind of got into it thinking one thing and then Joe kind of became, he was like disillusioned very much so okay. because he felt that Joe was being like emotionally and verbally abusive to him. And that's why he chooses young men. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's right predatory. Now, it is yeah. predatory. And yeah. I know that you can have great, huge distances mm-hmm. in age and it work for yeah. some people, but it's rare. Okay. This is my deal with that. Okay. So I'm going to take <laughs> a gonna, detour. We're going to do gonna a detour. detour. Okay. So with the May, December romances, okay, that's, it's fine. You're an adult, do whatever you want. But here's yeah. my thing. If I'm dating a 60 year old man, what do you have in common with him? What do we talk about? Yeah. Like. He was born in a completely different era. Exactly. He has completely, most of the time, even if, even if you have similar things that you agree upon. Right. There is a gap. It it's would be a like. generational it gap. It would be like if in 10 years I was dating a 20 year old and I was I like. I can't even look at no. 20 year olds and think of them as anything less than babies. But like, can you imagine like <laughs> being at the bar with your 20 year old boyfriend and they're talking about stuff and you're like, oh, you remember 9-11? I don't know what a, know what a Visco girl is. And exactly. Yeah, where were you when 9-11 happened? Oh, wait. You weren't born. You weren't fucking born. Yeah, I was in which, the seventh grade. Which, no, no, offense, the grade. no offense to anyone who was not born, who was very young when 9-11 happened. I'm not saying that that's bad to be young or anything like that. I'm just saying that I don't know. I think that a May-December romance would not work for me. And I also think that I have had experiences in my life that lead me to believe my that a lot of times one. those are predatory. My mom had one. And sometimes I think it was predatory. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think it also depends on your age. Like, well, like think, a 10-year age gap is not that much if you're 40. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it very much, it's, uh, there are so have many factors. Have you heard factors. of the rule where it's like... Um, you you divide the thing uh i'll have to ask david what it is but like that that's kind of our rule is like it's like the the you divide the age in half and then you add seven okay so like a 14 year old you divide it in half that's seven mm-hmm. and then you add seven so how old should a kid who's 14 oh, be with yeah, yeah. 14. 14 and it gets okay. you know and it gets whatever but it's almost like it kind of helps set the pace of here. You're close enough. That even makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I just I get that. I don't know. Even as mature, quote, mm-hmm. quote, as I was um, growing up, like, I mean, and and like I've had older men hit on me. Mm-hmm. I have been 13 before. Oh, God, had, that's like, creepy. Men, 
in like their thirties hitting mm-hmm. on me. And I had the body of a woman at 30. Yeah. Like, um, but also I still looked like a child. Yeah. I feel like, and I don't think that I was that mature mm-hmm. and it just feels oily. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. It feels yeah. oily. And I feel like, um, in an age gap and in a money gap, it can be used mm-hmm. for control. So obviously he has money. He's got money. He has the the big cat rescue. He has Mm -hmm. the age. He also has the experience on how to manipulate someone so much younger than him. Exactly. Yeah. So during this time that Finley is becoming disillusioned, Joe is like getting obsessed with his YouTube channel. Like he is like, he's like checking his stats constantly. Like he's like, how many, how many views have I got? I got to get more views. I got to get more eyes on this thing. He's Kim Kardashian whenever she was like Googling herself constantly. And she was the most Googled person. And her sisters made the joke of, uh, probably because you keep Googling yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, he, he got real obsessed with the YouTube channel. He didn't want to leave the park for anything that didn't have to do with the park itself. Like if it wasn't a work trip, he wasn't going like it was, there was no fun to be had. It was all work, 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 all this stuff. So anyway, um, he and John finally had a physical altercation at the end of the summer of 2014, which is just a few months after this wedding. And <clears throat> so it wasn't all sunshine exactly. and roses like, there shining was trouble, out of people's assholes. Tr- trouble in paradise. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Finley gets arrested and he's charged with assault and battery. And so thus ends the story of John Finley and Joe Exotic. So um, such a tragic end to such yeah. a such a passionate love affair. So like as this falls apart, um, Joe loses the lawsuit against Carol Baskin. And Good. he owes her $1 million. <laughs> and so he's yeah. like, I don't want to pay that bitch $1 million. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, he started posting about her online and commenting on things about her making threats. And um, then he started addressing her directly from his television studio and in his YouTube videos, which I'm like, Jay, I wish you could have witnessed this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I we wish. Wanna, yeah, I want to know the downfall first. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we want to see that spiral. Yeah. We don't want to live it. But no. We want to watch it happen. So he actually one of the most vivid threats that he made about Carol. So she's blonde, and he bought a blow up doll, put a blonde wig on it, and shot it in the head <laughs> in one of his videos. <laughs> yes. Oh and my like, god! Made it very apparent that this was an effigy of her. Like, I don't know if he actually said her name or what, but it was very like obvious that this is... there was there were no hints exactly. To be had. This like, it was just, just like, out and out target like, practice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, around 2015, the television studio, along with they had an alligator compound, all of this gets set on fire. And his place. Yeah. The, oh the television studio and the alligator compound. Um, they think animal activists started the fire, um, which is what he says. Cause he thinks they were trying to shut him up. But one of the things that was weird about that to me was the alligators actually boiled alive. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't imagine if you're an animal activist doing something that would, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe Peter that was unintentional. Yeah. PETA does weird shit. And well, and also, they also think that it's better to, like, euthanize than, like, try to rescue or whatever their weird right, thing Right, right. Like, they, their kill shelter, you know, their yeah. shelter had, like, the highest mm. kills. Right. And I'm like, okay, clearly, your animal activism is not good enough. Yeah. So, the police are like, this was definitely arson. Someone definitely set this fire, but and we so don't know who. And so he was convinced it was her? I don't know. I don't think he thought it was her necessarily. I think he thought it was someone trying to shut him up. 
Okay. Maybe her, maybe not. He had a lot of enemies, kind of a thing. Oh, I'm um, surprised. So anyway, the lawsuit gets settled in a mediation. Um, and basically the agreement was going to be that he pays her a really, really tiny sum towards that one million every month okay. and stops having tiger cub petting at his road shows. Like, which is a pretty like good deal. Like if you are facing a million dollar lawsuit, yeah. you know, this is kind of like a good thing. Um, and you right, got a payment plan right. and one stipulation. Exactly. Wow. You can keep the zoo. Like that's yeah. the huge thing that's making you money. So you should be glad. Anyway, right as this happens is when a man named Jeff Lowe steps in. So right as the deal is about to go through, I believe that a call was made to Joe Exotic. Jeff Lowe picked up the phone and said, there's not going to be any deal. Okay. So what's crazy to what, me is what, how who many is this guy? we're getting there. Okay. So <laughs> what's crazy to me is how many players there are in this thing. Right. There are like, so it's many not people. Just her and him. No, there's, there's like a lot so going many, on. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, have you seen that meme of the guy at the board and he's like, yes, exactly. He's like yeah. having this fucking yeah. like paranoia this thing. I don't even know is. what that's from, yeah. but I see it everywhere. And yeah. They're like this. Look, look. That is this. That, that, that is, is this. what's happening yeah. Oh, here. that that is this 100%. So, okay, so Jeff Lowe. This guy was an exotic animal collector, um, basically. Oh, no. And he was shopping for, I don't know. I didn't even know this was a thing. He was shopping for a tiger. What the fuck is a tiger? That is where it's a lion and a tiger that had a baby, which is a liger. And, and then, then a bred back tiger, tiger and the liger had a baby and it's a tiger. <laughs> I fucking hate people. Right? I say right? that even yeah. though I, like, own, like, three golden doodles. Okay. And, like, but, and, like they're, those are they're dogs. bred back to, like, poodles or whatever. They're but, dogs. like, yeah. And, like, they're uh, domesticated. They're meant to be companions. Right. So, anyway, this, he's looking for a Taliger baby. I almost said I a wanna, Taliger puppy. I want a Taliger. <laughs> yeah, a Taliger baby. That sounds like something a kindergartner would make up, right? though. Like, yeah. I didn't even know Ligers were a real thing. Like, you know, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. David goes, you know those are real, right? right? Like, we have some in the state. And I was mm-hmm. like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, this Taliger sets him back about $7,500, which, like... Good God. And that Crazy. seems really cheap. It does seem cheap to me. Probably because they were thoroughly inbred. Yeah. So around this time, um, so like John Finley's out of the picture. Joe officially marries Travis Maldonado. And I believe he actually Poor takes, Travis. takes Maldonado's name as part of his and all this stuff. And um, oh, it's Jeff, true love, baby. Jeff has a place in Colorado and he invites Travis and Joe to come up and like party with him at their at his place. So, like, they're drinking and talking, having a good time. I'm going to buy this Taliger from you, and we're going to party at my place. I mean, it's going to be great. If you're buying Taligers, you probably party a lot. Like, I would imagine. I imagine you party, and I I imagine you party hard. Anybody who buys a big cat Mm -hmm. to own it for status and things like that, those are the people who are like, I'm going to do all the coke I can. It makes me think of the hangover. Mike yeah. Tyson and his tigers. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of human I feel like it is. I feel like in any party where there's a tiger, there's also a lot of cocaine. Tons and tons, tons of, cocaine. of cocaine. Like yeah. nobody has a septum anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, um, Jeff Lowe, he gets them up to his house and he's like talking to him. They're all having a good time. And Joe, at this point, I believe was starting to have some health problems. And so he's kind of thinking like long term. Yeah. He's thinking long term <laughs> and he's like, okay, so if I die... <clears throat> What's going to happen to the zoo? I cannot rest in peace if Carol Baskin gets her hands on it. 
Like that would be the ultimate. The woman who actually gives a shit. Right. I can't rest in peace if If she she comes and dismantles my awful legacy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. So anyway, um, he like is talking about this out loud with Travis and with um, Jeff and Jeff throws out the idea. Well, why don't you put the zoo in my name? That way, if something happens to you, she can't get it. In his name completely? Mm-hmm. What an idiot. There's so, a lot of coke if you think this is a good idea. Yeah. So Joe agrees to this, thinking that he's in luck. Um, but this low guy, surprise, surprise, is also shady. No kidding. So he had gotten in trouble for selling unofficial Prince, Prince merchandise that he, like, made himself with Prince's symbol and was, like, selling it. And, like... <laughs> He got sued over that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot Prince was a symbol there for a minute. Not only that, but he also was involved in, like, a mail fraud thing with uh, domestic violence charities. Like, this guy is, like, the fuck oh yeah you gotta be a horrible person right to be like oh you know who i'm gonna rip off i'm gonna off? take I'm women gonna and children off. yeah <laughs> women and children women and children who are trying to who get out homeless. of like yeah horrible situations that's a great fucking yeah thing. that yeah. guy is gonna count his money in hell yeah exactly okay? so um so like after this he moves to the zoo um of course because that's where <laughs> everyone all roads lead to the gw <laughs> exotic animal park in this story hell. it's it is, hell yes. all roads lead to hell and yes that's that's hell in oklahoma so uh he moves to the zoo uh things start to sour between the two guys shocking right yeah didn't see that coming yeah. at fucking all so then this other guy starts sniffing around the zoo he's looking <laughs> to like learn about what it's like to take care of these animals he is a strip club owner in dallas and he's got this <laughs> oh oh my god so he's pandering girls and now he's gonna be like oh girl it's oh, better it's better not oh, it's better not okay. no okay so he's got the strip club he wants to open an exotic animal bed and breakfast so like you go to a bed and breakfast and there are like tigers there too <laughs> okay so like in africa i want to say it's in africa they have this hotel where, where like the giraffes can stick yes, their head in. yeah but also those giraffes are free roaming yeah like it's huge and also it's a fucking giraffe. Yeah. Like yeah. not but I mean, which I think lion. is really cool. So, I mean, it's a cool concept, but also that place is better to their animals than like these people clearly well, are. Also, like, cause there are some things where yeah. I'm like, mm, that could be shady. Yeah. But like, it's really cool. Like, um, I was watching about it and I was like, I would totally go eat fucking carrots with a giraffe in the morning. That's how yeah. Boss. Well, and also the thing is like, that's giraffes are native to africa right you know they're I mean, not it's like not shipping like, them here exa- and breeding not, them specifically yeah. that kind of and thing and they're not heavily inbred exactly yeah uh, yeah so and so like a, it seems a lot it's cooler. different yeah. yeah so anyway um but so yeah. this guy this guy's name that comes that's how you get toddlers eaten yeah okay like <laughs> oh my yeah. god sorry i'm just like i'm no. imagining yeah. it now yeah. and so, i'm like oh my god so this guy the strip club strip club owner his name is james garretson the guy from dallas um, so he's like trying to get a feel for this because he wants to open this exotic animal bed and breakfast. So um, it was around this time that Joe, like in casual conversation, just like asks Garretson if he knows any hitmen. <laughs> like, oh, you know, just randomly going to throw it out there. Do you know anybody I could pay to kill someone else? Yes, basically. That's a, basically what he does. Let's have so, a cigarette and talk about mm-hmm. this. So Garrettson is like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I like, run whoa. a strip club. <laughs> I don't run a hitman business. 
like you know he's like no this is not this is not the level he's of like, shade i'm is, dealing in um, no yeah. i'm oily but i ain't that oily. exactly like my oil is legal like, <laughs> so anyway he uh he like um he kind of dismisses this and joe's like well i got 10 grand that i can offer to whoever can do this and garrettson's like oh haha okay you know whatever and just like dismisses it and kind of like Tells him he'll ask around with no real intention of doing that. Right, right. So, like, hmm, okay, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna act like we're gonna do this because this guy's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't want him to, like, retaliate against you. Right. So yeah. you have to, like, play along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. Get I totally that. get that. Yeah. Been in those situations. So, 2017, there's a new girl working at the zoo. Her name is Ashley Webster. And um, this is where the ball really starts rolling in the legal repercussions that are going to happen from all of this. Okay. So, um, she's working and she, and we're still in 2014, right? 2017. We're in 2017. Yeah. Okay. So 2017, Ashley hears, um, Jeff and Joe talking. Jeff is the guy that, um, wanted the Taliger. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in his name. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. So, um, she overhears Jeff, um, and Joe talking about having Carol Baskin killed. Oh my god! Like straight god. up overhears this. He and, he, and Joe, that can't be comforting to her. No, no, that no, no, can't no, no, be no. anything that's not like okay, alarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, you're, you're sitting there like, oh my god, I work for these people, yeah. and they're gonna have a woman killed. Yeah, what will they do to me? Right. So Joe notices that Ashley is hearing all of this, and he jokingly says to her, "Hey, for ten thousand dollars, would you put a bullet in your head?" <gasps> and Ashley like laughs it off, and two weeks later, she quits the zoo. I don't blame her. And she calls none other than Carol Baskin. And we're going to leave off right here with her words at the end of that phone call, which was very frantic. She says, I feel like your life is in danger. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And so that's where we're going to leave off for this week. But um, this story is just like, this it's is like insane. an onion. It Yeah, it is like an onion. There's so, so many, many layers. layers. And then not only that, and every layer is crazier than the last. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I didn't think it could get crazier yeah. than a 19-year-old being police chief. Right. Yeah. Like, I thought that was the cap on the crazy, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. And then the spiral continues. continues. Yeah, it's like yeah. the thing about um, you think you've reached the end of the crazy, and then there's like a crazy underground basement. I feel like that is my whole family. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's my life. Like <laughs> That too. So anyway, I am so grateful to you for being here on my birthday, spending my birthday morning with me. Always. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? No, not this week. Not I, this week. I'm still, I'm about to finish mm-hmm. my full length novel. I am so excited for that. And I am going to hopefully have it out by the end of February. Yeah. That is my goal. If not the beginning of March, which is my birthday yeah. month Hell so yeah. maybe i'll have it out on my birthday that'd, like, be, amazing. that'd be my gift to myself yeah that'd be amazing ooh, ooh, so uh i was gonna i have been begging Johnetta to write something full length for a really long time and i've been like riding her really hard about it like i'm like the monkey like, on she her back pay me how hard Ex- she's riding me, exactly okay? no. yeah exactly <laughs> basically pretty much like i'm like okay so but like, i appreciate it because yeah. like you know sometimes i get into my head and i'm oh, like imposter does. imposter syndrome is mm-hmm. real and it sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, just just do it. Like, come on. So anyway, I'm really excited for her to have that. Um, I wanted to remind you guys of the new schedule, which is every other week there's going to be a podcast. And also, uh, one more reminder, the Irioki short reads are available for purchase in paperback. Which and you should totally buy it. It's, you should. It's a quality book. It looks really good. Like the and paperback is great. high quality. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, it does. It feels really good. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, so go snag you a copy of those. And um, I, some people have been asking me if I will sign them and I want to kind of like organize something where I can do that. Like if you buy it on Amazon, maybe we'll have a, have a night where we meet up somewhere and I can sign them or something right, like that. Right, right. So, like a, like, like a, a bar or restaurant like a or something. Yeah. Read meat. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Something like that. So anyway, uh, follow the Instagram at Irioki. Facebook is the same. Join the group because we have lots of fun in there. There were so many posts yesterday. It was crazy. Were there really? Um, yeah, there were a lot. I have, you know, I have cut Facebook off of my phone. I know. And it has been both freeing and really weird. Yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like I don't know anything anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's so strange. Like, I think that it tricks you into thinking that you're missing stuff when really Right, right. You're and I'm not. not. I'm yeah. not. I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it actually has helped me get more done. Yeah. Because I'm not just like, oh, hey, I'm bored. I'm going to yep. go scroll Facebook for like three hours I get and that lose entirely. my life. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it has, it has been interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I've got for you guys. Y'all stay spooky.